minutes, guys. Please take a seat. Okay. So, my message today is entitled, The Power of Generosity. Uh, and I figured that um, it was a good day to sneak this message in, because no one was going to be offended uh, today, given this the day of great generosity. The day when we, as Christians, give gifts to our friends and our family in memory of the greatest gift that was ever given. The God loved the world so much that he gave. He gave the gift of his only begotten son to save us all from sin's curse and sin's punishment in the most powerful act of open-handed sacrificial, if undeserved, generosity. Why did God do that? Because the Father heart of God is lavishly generous. And I'm convinced that a significant part of God's work in you, in me, over the years will be to fashion that lavish generosity in us. Generosity, of course, shows itself in in many ways. The most obvious, perhaps, is is in the giving of financial gifts. But borrowing from Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages idea, generosity can also be shown in quality time and in acts of service and in physical touch and in words of affirmation. What I think we might call generosity of spirit. Generosity of spirit is a beautiful and attractive thing. Just a couple of thoughts about generosity to begin with, none of which is going to be new news, I believe. Number one is that generosity gives before it takes. And you know, in an increasingly materialistic and consumeristic and instant gratification world, how refreshing it is when people... Pay it forward. You've heard of the idea of paying it forward. That's when you, standing in a coffee line, pay for the coffee for the person standing behind you and pray that they're not buying for the whole office. You know that one? Or how refreshing it is when we see random acts of kindness. I think the idea there is that you cannot do everything for everyone, but you can do something for someone. How fresh, refreshing it is when we see people giving with no strings attached. That means giving something with absolutely no expectation of receiving anything in return. Jesus, of course, modeled that consistently and compellingly because Jesus came to earth to give, not to take. He came for no personal material gain. He left the comfort and the glory of heaven behind to wash sinners' feet, to die a sinner's death, and to pay the sinner's price. So number one, obvious stuff, generosity gives before it takes. Number two, generosity instinctively includes rather than excludes. Joe, the more selfish we are, the more the world closes itself around us. 
And the more open-handedly generous we are, the more it opens up. There's a proverb there, Steve, on the screen that kind of says all of that. And you know, before the, the power of generosity sets to work in our hearts, we tend to be selfishly inclined. We tend, as people, to operate in cliques and silos. We tend to be judgmental and, and self-protective. But the more the Spirit of God uh, softens our world-weary, hurt-hardened, sin-scarred hearts, the more open we become. And so our instincts begin to change. We begin to include instinctively. We begin to reach out. We begin to accept and welcome and embrace where previously we may have rejected and cast aside. I'm convinced that this is one characteristic that should really set the church apart. And I'm pretty confident that 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 is one of the distinctives of our church here at the barn. That people should feel warmly welcomed. They should feel naturally included. They should feel automatically loved rather than shut out or resisted and ignored, which, dare I say, the world often does to them. And, of course, that's what the world did to Jesus. There was no room for him at the inn. The religious authorities overtly rejected him. Judas betrayed him. Even Peter denied him. And yet still, in spite of all that, still he gave. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the third one, very much with Jesus in mind, is that generosity serves rather than demands. Matthew 20, verses 25. Kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. Because the greatest honour and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. Jesus is the ultimate example of generosity in action. And this is a defining verse, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And of course, if anyone had the right to demand to be served, it was Jesus. And yet no one served more faithfully, more graciously, and with such eternal impact as Jesus. Generosity serves rather than demands. So a quick shout out today to all those who will be slaving over hot roasting dishes and potato peelers and bread sauce pans, because you've got to have bread sauce, and washing up bowls. We love you all. 
So if that's what generosity is like, just very briefly the power of generosity, just in headlines. Generosity does certain things that are really significant, poignant, powerful. Number one, generosity blesses. Don't we want to be a people of blessing? Number two, generosity opens doors as opposed to closing doors. Number three, generosity attracts. I mean, isn't generosity such an attractive and beautiful quality? Number four, generosity says thank you. We can never say thank you enough. Number five, generosity breaks the power of self-centeredness and materialism in your life. Nothing shows that it doesn't have a hold of you anymore than the ability to give it away. Number six, generosity releases the love of Christ. Number seven, generosity follows the example of Christ. And number eight, generosity makes the world a lot less like hell and a lot more like heaven. And you know what, maybe for one day a year, world becomes more like heaven than hell. There's a feast. People aren't charging around crazily. It becomes much more about love and family and relationships. And everybody becomes lavishly generous. And that's why we love Christmas. Or at least 34% of people love Christmas. Hey, Darren, we watched that episode in the house yesterday. It's why we love Christmas. All that it involves, all that it represents, and the overriding message of love, grace, salvation, and generosity. Ten point naught naught. Come on now. I did go fast. Let's pray, everyone. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you all for all the blessings. Thank you for all the benefits. Thank you for the beauty of this day. Lord, we just want to take a moment as we count our blessings and as we say thank you to remember those around who are less fortunate than ourselves. We know that we have people, friends, family, loved ones who are in hospital right now. We know that across this nation there are people working, emergency services and so on. We know that there are people at this time of year who are grieving. For them it may be a really difficult day today. Remember at Christmas time that there are people maybe who are alone when we are together. So Lord, we want to thank you for Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for what you gave to us, for what we now have because you came and because you gave, because you gave your life, because you conquered sin and death and because you rose again from the grave. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. You are Jesus, the one who is called Saviour. Thank you, Lord, for new life and thank you, Lord, for hope and thank you, Lord, for the freedom that this day represents. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be a generous people in 2020 as we endeavour to be a people of blessing, as we endeavour to be gracious and inclusive and attractive.
as we endeavor, Lord, to follow your example, modeling and releasing your love everywhere we go. God, we, we just want to be a people unleashing that power of generosity everywhere we go. In Jesus' name. Amen.